L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, check it out now. Uh, no doubt now. It's the Beating the Book podcast. Bill Alexander, Warren Sharp is the guest today. Kind enough to join us as he does each and every year right about this time to talk about strength of schedule in the upcoming National Football League season. We'll talk about the easiest and the toughest overall schedules, the easiest and the toughest starts, and a whole bunch of different details, a whole bunch of different angles within the scope of the 2020 National Football League schedule. Think you'll enjoy this. A lot of good tidbits to file away. For when, if and when, we have the National Football League season. Warren Sharp, enjoy. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. It is our number two of a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander, Sirius XM Channel 204, Visa.com, the Visa app, Bobo, Sling, Game Plus. First, this is always a treat. We do this about this time every year with this gentleman. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at SharpFootball, but really, uh, the sites are great. SharpFootballStats.com, SharpFootballAnalysis.com. Puts out a preview guide every year for the National Football League season. But it's the strength of schedule this time of year that we always have him come in on, and he is kind enough to do so yet again. It's our buddy Warren Sharp. Good morning, Warren. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Gil. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, we have a beautiful photo of you. I know you get a lot of uh, a lot of flack for the mustache, but I appreciate the fact that you're still rocking it. Still rocking it, uh, enjoying it. Uh, you don't see it if I'm if I leave the house with my mat. Uh, you don't see it if I leave the house with my mask on, but uh, that's why I don't leave the house typically. I'm staying right here and safe and sound inside. Yeah, I don't know if that mustache is, is quality pandemic uh, germ prevention care, if you know what I mean. You might have to shave that down. Just a 
Yeah, well, that's as long as you as long as you keep it under the mask, um, it's not a factor. But yeah, if you take okay. the mask off, you know, it definitely stuff can get get in there, and, and you don't want to have to deal with that. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got that taken care of. Here, here is we have so much to get to that I want to get started here, Warren. Uh, and let's just start with the with, with the statement that we should always start with, which is that you know, for years and years and years, the mainstream media has always done a very lazy hack about strength of schedule. They use the win-loss percentages of teams from 2019 projected forward when the schedule comes out in 2020. And you have been one of the loudest voices in saying, that's crap. It should be done. Perhaps the best barometer is by NFL season win totals established in the betting market. Uh, and so through that prism, let's just, let's just start with your toughest overall. Let's start there and we'll work our way down. Okay, the toughest schedule by far is the Atlanta Falcons. And there's a couple of interesting quirks for the Atlanta Falcons, but they definitely face the most difficult schedule of opposing teams this year. And it's not easy at the beginning. It's not easy at the end. Uh, At the beginning, they're going up against four straight teams that are going to be fighting for wild card contention at worst in the NFC. If we're talking about the Seattle Seahawks, the Dallas Cowboys, the Chicago Bears, and the Green Bay Packers. Um, And in a division as difficult as the NFC South is this year with both the Saints and the Bucks in a virtual arms race for acquiring talent over the offseason to bring in there, uh, it's going to be hard to win that division. Wildcard might be the best bet for the Falcons, and you can't take any of these games to start the season lightly because those teams are going to be vying for the wild card as well. The good news for them is they play the Carolina Panthers a couple of times, uh, but the bad news is Carolina can't be as bad as they were last year without really a quarterback at all. They have Teddy Bridgewater there this year. They're improved on defense. So I still think that those are winnable games for the Falcons. Uh, But other than that, their schedule really is not all that easy at all. No real teams that you could tell this is a slam dunk, terrible team. Um, besides Carolina, maybe Detroit throw them in there. You got everybody else with seven and a half wins or more. Most teams are forecasted to be above 500 that they're going to face. That's a brutal schedule. Yeah. Look at that. It's, it's Seattle at Dallas, Chicago at green Bay to start, uh, new Orleans at the chargers, the bucks at the chiefs at the bucks to close the West coast trip, uh, thrown in. That is just brutal, uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. Who's two through five real quick. We don't have to dive into him, but who's second to fifth toughest by your. Yeah. Metrics? So the, the second toughest we're going up to New York and we're hitting the giants at second toughest and the Jets at third toughest. And the interesting nugget here on the Jets is that last year, although it didn't seem like it because they didn't have a great overall season, uh, part of their wins were probably helped by the fact that they played the fifth easiest schedule. They've got the third toughest schedule this year. So they move the easiest to the worst in terms of shifting ends of the spectrum there. Then you got fourth toughest is your Las Vegas Raiders making their first season uh, in Las Vegas. They are the fourth toughest and the fifth toughest, another team from the AFC West, the Denver Broncos to round it out. Tough sledding for all five of those teams, specifically the Falcons. Gil Alexander, Warren Sharp. It is a numbers game right here at VEASAN, the sports betting network. Uh, And you make the point often, Warren, uh, and it should be stated that when you go through these, if, if someone says it's the 13th toughest schedule versus the 17th toughest, not that big a deal. The extremes are what matters, right? Absolutely. Um, because at the end of the day, any type of strength of schedule at this time of the year with so many unknowns is not going to be perfect, right? Like last year, I predicted the five easiest schedules. And by the end of the year, 
the five easy schedules, I did nail three of the five teams in terms of the teams that were the five easiest, but you're going to have a lot of variance in the middle of the pack. And so exactly as you said, the difference between 13th and 19th or 16th at the end of the day is relatively meaningless. Um, it's not going to make a difference as to whether these teams actually have good or bad seasons. So it's not really emphasizing that too much. It's definitely the outliers or the extremes. Yeah, and we're throwing this and we're throwing this up at vsin.com and the vsin app right now. And this is sort of uh, portending right now when we get into the easiest schedules. But you make the point in one of your tweets here at Sharp Football. Uh, note small differences between teams are irrelevant, just like the example you gave. But we talked about Atlanta, five games versus teams projected uh, sub 500, nine against nine plus win season win total teams. The converse of that, the Indianapolis Colts, which I'm guessing will be your easiest schedule. Then they play eight games versus teams projected uh, to be sub 500, meaning a win total of less than eight games of fewer than eight games, uh, eight wins rather, and only four in the nine plus range. Uh, Is Indianapolis your easiest overall schedule? Yes, they are. As you mentioned, uh, they're just very fortunate with some of the opponents that they face. Who knows what the Jacksonville Jaguars are actually going to be doing this year from a football perspective, but they get to go against them weeks one and week 17. So hopefully you get the season started off well, and then you host them week 17 in between the toughest games that you're going to play. Take a look at this. There are uh, three non-division games that you're going to play that are the toughest on your schedule. Uh, You've got the Minnesota Vikings, the Baltimore Ravens, and the uh, Green Bay Packers. All three of those games are home games for the Indianapolis Colts. So home field, as I'm sure you've discussed before, probably not as big of a factor this season, number one. Number two, as I've studied and predicted heading into last year, home field is not as big even regardless of the pandemic. It hasn't been as big of a factor as it once was. Um, But not having to travel to those opponents uh, is just a slight benefit that any team who gets to play at home is going to benefit from. And so you're playing three of the toughest non-division opponents and you get to host all of those games. Uh, that's a factor here as well. But just in terms of the overall strength of those opponents, it's definitely looking good for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and look, the, the single toughest game on that schedule, arguably, maybe, maybe not arguably, is the home game in week nine against the Ravens after a bye and a game against the lions. So like, it couldn't even be more favorable than that. Right. I mean, they get, they catch a break in every single way. It seems like, uh, who's two through five easiest behind the Colts. So number two is another AFC South team gets to play the Jags twice. So that's the Tennessee Titans. Number three, the Cleveland Browns. And they're a really interesting one at number three because we know they didn't live up to expectations last season. But last season, they played the 10th toughest schedule of opposing teams. And now they get to play the third easiest schedule. So that's a big, uh, it's the largest, in fact, move from hardest to easiest uh, over one off season. They have a new coaching staff. They're doing things a lot differently with this staff in terms of bringing in heavier personnel. They've added an extra tight end, better linemen through the draft. They brought in a fullback in free agency. Uh, They're going to do some things, I think, that accentuate what Baker Mayfield does well. Baker does so much better when he thinks everything's going to be blocked up, when he is worried about his protection. His passing numbers drop precipitously. So they're a big team that's moved up. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens are the fourth easiest 
schedule. One of the best teams in the league, if not the best, uh, gets to play a much easier schedule this upcoming season. Now, they had the eighth easiest schedule last year, so it's not a big jump in terms of ease of schedule for them, but they do get to face the top five easiest schedule. And then the Chargers play the fifth easiest schedule this upcoming season. Mm, interesting. Uh, and Cleveland, I think when you go at sharpfootballstats.com, you can see you, you break them down and you do it so well with visual graphics of the units that they're facing. And I think with, with Cleveland, you pointed out a uh, third easiest overall, they go from facing a really difficult schedule last year to a really easy one this year, but specifically it's the past defenses as well that I think turn on its head. Don't they where Baker Mayfield and company get to face a much easier group of those. Yes, absolutely. Um, last season, they played the number one toughest defenses as a whole and the number three toughest pass defenses virtually by any metric, whether you're going to look at efficiency, whether you're going to look at yards per pass attempt, whether you're going to look at these teams, again, defending explosive passes, how many explosive passing gains, just looking at that particular metric, they face the third toughest schedule in all of those metrics this year. They get to play the number one easiest schedule of pass defenses and the teams that were the worst against explosive passing in terms of defending big gains of 20 plus yards. They face the easiest schedule of those pass defenses as well. So um, I'm really expecting Kevin Stefanski to come in here and make the changes required to make things easier on Baker Mayfield and improve the ceiling of this passing attack. And when you factor in that he's moving from number three, most difficult to number one easiest inherently, even if you did nothing, Baker is going to look better this year based on the, yeah. on the schedules of teams that he's going to play. And you factor in all these coaching changes that are going to be occurring and player improvement in terms of protections. It's definitely going to raise the ceiling for Baker Mayfield in 2020. And might have some sick fantasy implications for those who are thinking fantasy football right there for a guy like Baker Mayfield as well. Um, Talking to Warren Sharp, of course, at Sharp Football uh, on Twitter. Uh, what's the name of the podcast, Warren? What, what's your podcast that you're doing these days? Well, we just started one up. I actually took a hiatus from all podcasting last year in terms of hosting um, and and was guesting on others. But this year we're doing uh, the Sharp Angles podcast, at least what we're doing for the time being. Um to kind of control some of the stuff we get out there. So you can subscribe to that on virtually any platform. We also have a fantasy only podcast uh, called pre-snap motion, where we've got a couple fantasy guys talking, talking uh, fantasy football and, and how that relates to real football and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, podcasting is great. I haven't had the time and opportunity to do as much as I would have liked to in the, in the past couple of years. But um, you know, when I, when I get the opportunity, I, I certainly like talking football. So. All right. So one of the things that I do now with NFL seasons, just from a football betting standpoint, from a fan standpoint, we all like to know what teams it's one thing to talk about the overall schedules, but we're all focused in on tough and easy starts as well. I know one of the, one of the most fun, and I always talk about this through the years on my podcast, being the book podcast and here on a numbers game at Beeson, one of the, the greatest betting vehicles I'm ever involved in is this sort of off the grid football stock market thing. So for that, I love to know the ebbs and flows of a season, just starting a bit, just talking about the starts of NFL seasons, who, which teams Warren have the toughest scheduling starts, let's say over the first quarter of the season. And then what, what teams have the easiest starts? 
Yeah, and and look, I love that. I, I think it's a big factor in terms of figuring out, you know, when quarterbacks like rookie quarterbacks might be getting the to start. I love the fact that you get to see which teams might get off hot, which teams might get off cold. A team that's really had some changes uh, this off season was the Houston Texans in terms of like a, a perennial playoff team that hasn't had any success in the postseason. Uh, has hasn't been lucky in some certain situations in terms of uh, some of the games that they've played. Uh, blowing some leads and whatnot. But if you look at uh, their schedule, they play the number one toughest schedule to start the season. And it's number one toughest by far. And they're doing it without DeAndre Hopkins. Now their best wide receiver, they're playing at Kansas city to open the season week one on Thursday night. Then they have to host the Baltimore Ravens. So you got the two best teams in the AFC, possibly all of football weeks one and two. Then you have to go on the road to play the Pittsburgh Steelers after you play the Ravens. And then you have to host the Minnesota Vikings, another very difficult opponent that's certainly stacked. So, I mean, if you look at, if you look at one to 32, it's pretty much a, a consistent line that goes down in terms of just looking at how these teams are ranking. If you're doing it visually, and then the Texans are off the charts much harder than anybody else, a huge gap between them and number 31. So they're by far the most difficult. And I will note, Gil, that it's really interesting this season, as you compare it to prior years with how this season, let's pretend we're starting week one, but how these teams are going to be able to prepare themselves for the season at this time of the year. Some of the coaches that I speak with, they're typically working on their pass game. They're doing a lot of seven on sevens. They're perfecting their pass game right now. And when it gets to pads and you're in training camp, that's when you're working a little bit more on the run game. Well, some of this uh, timing and figuring out what you're going to do from a passing perspective, that is being lost, right? You're doing film sessions, You're doing classroom sessions right now on zoom and other uh, portals, but you're not being able to work with that passing attack quite as well. So one of the things I look at is, you know, which teams are going to come out with the most difficult schedule of run defenses or pass defenses and which teams might have the easiest schedule of run defenses. And like the Baltimore Ravens, for example, are very fortunate. They're playing the first five weeks. They play the number one easiest schedule of run defenses in the NFL. They literally play five straight opponents that ranked bottom 10 in terms of run defense last year. So, I mean, a team that already wants to be able to run the football is getting a really easy slate and should be able to get off to a really good start this upcoming season as a result of that. Yeah. Baltimore, which by the way, guys, uh, back in the studio, we have a tweet from Warren about Baltimore specifically easiest run D schedule over the first five weeks. Uh, easiest schedule of run defenses as Warren just pointed out Cleveland at Houston, Casey at Washington, Cincinnati, as if Lamar Jackson needed that help to start the season and that, uh, Ravens running attack. And then the easiest overall schedule over the last five weeks, Dallas at Cleveland on 11 days rest, Jacksonville, the giants at Cincinnati back to the, to the Texans who have the easiest, or excuse me, the hardest start, the toughest start uh, at Casey, Baltimore at Pittsburgh, Minnesota. I mean, that's brutal. And you point out 31, which is the Redskins, not even close. Like the next toughest start is not even close to a start as uh, to as tough as the Texans start is just to give people a sense if you look at those first four games and you do the whole win loss, win loss thing. All right, let's give the Texans a win there in some in, in one of those four games. Let's say they go one in three, which is, you know, realistic when you have that tough of a start. Uh, 538.com. You start the season one in three, Warren, 14% of teams that start one in three get into the postseason. That's why that matters so much. 
Absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of people overall overlook uh, schedule. You know, it's it's so crazy because in, in college football, we talk about schedule all the time late in the season because we're trying to pick the four most qualified teams to make the playoffs, right? But in the NFL, since everything's done automatically and automated based upon, you know, how you fall out in tiebreakers and whatnot, we never really discuss strength of schedule in pro football. But as we know, these schedules are determined except for two games. They're determined years in advance and they vary between one year to the next in terms of team A versus team B in a different conference and those limited opponents you're playing in those 16 games. There's a wide disparity in terms of what your strength of schedule is actually going to be from one year to the next. Um, and then you throw in the fact that the fourth place team plays a fourth place schedule and the first place team, two more games against most difficult opponents that they could play in those respective divisions. Strength of schedule is a factor when you're playing these teams is a factor. Um, and it definitely doesn't get the airtime that it deserves. Uh, and you also point out in another tweet that we have uh, the Raiders face. If you were to extend it out to the first 11 weeks, they've got the toughest schedule first 11 weeks, but then that turns on its head second easiest uh, from weeks 12 through 17. So it varies obviously depending on what range of games you're talking about. So no gifts uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders there. Um, just to wrap this up, the easiest start to a schedule would be. Uh, number one is the Arizona Cardinals. And then you've got the Indianapolis Colts who have another easy schedule. Uh, we talked about them before their whole season isn't, isn't tough. Um, you got the Buffalo bills clocking in at number three, the Jacksonville Jaguars, number four, and the Chicago bears at number five. And one known on the Chicago bears, uh, they, they had the, uh, I think it's the eighth toughest schedule last year. They have the sixth easiest this year. So we didn't get a chance to mention them after the LA chargers, but they do fall in there as the sixth easiest. So they have the second easiest swing from 2019 to 2020 of any team. And, and they have the fifth easiest in the first month of the year. So interesting. And then again, since we did this with uh, Houston and the toughest start, uh, let's take Arizona, which you said had the easiest start first five weeks at San Francisco. So that's difficult. No one's saying that's not, but then after that Redskins at home, lions at home at Panthers at jets, uh, doesn't get much easier than that. So going back to the 538.com stats, if you go four and one, and I'm not saying Arizona is, but let's just say they do because they have winnable games. If you go four and one to start a season, 74% of those teams get in the playoffs per uh, 538.com. So, uh, you know, the starts matter and they matter for so many reasons, some just team unity, psychological reasons. Um, but it's all very fascinating. There, there's so many little tidbits that you have here, Warren, uh, that will go through. Um, cause I want to, after the break, we'll squeeze in a break here, but afterwards I want to get into this notion of West coast travel to play early games on the East coast. Conventional wisdom wise, that's been this thing that people who, uh, talk handicapping have always said, Oh, that's the, that's the worst thing in the world. You have a team that debunks that and you actually have a situation uh, in modern day NFL history, that is far worse than that. Actually, we'll get into that. Uh, we'll get into this notion of teams that play and the teams that this applies to three consecutive road games without a buy and how they fare ATS in weeks one, two, and three, uh, in that situation. And then there's this notion of just playing teams two out of three weeks this year. Really interesting, uh, scheduling quirks. And I mentioned the jets earlier, who played the Dolphins, have a bye, and play the Dolphins again. 
We'll get into all that with the great Warren Sharp at Sharp Football coming back right after the break, right here exclusively on a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Back on a numbers game, Gil Alexander, just like the man said, Warren Sharp, kind enough to join us this morning. Uh, we were talking off air about these quirks again, the Jets playing the Dolphins back to back, but with a buy in between, but they don't play another team before playing the Dolphins consecutively. The Falcons, as mentioned earlier, they play the Saints two out of three weeks late in the season and then turn around and play the Bucks two out of three weeks late in the season. Just really interesting scheduling quirks. Uh, Warren, let's let's throw these up rapid fire and let's start with what I teased before the break about the notion of teams from the Pacific time zone playing early games in the Eastern time zone. And there is a team that uh, hears all that talk and just scoffs at it. Isn't there? Yeah. The Seattle Seahawks, since they drafted Russell Wilson, they have a league best 19 and six record on the road in the Eastern time zone. They, they just do not seem to get rattled by uh, having to play games. That, and most of these games on the Eastern time zone are of course, the early 1 p.m. kickoff games. Um, and they do extremely well with Russell Wilson uh, in that time slot. And you were saying the situation that is much more difficult is what? Is it Eastern uh, time zone teams playing prime time West Coast games? Is that it? Yep, absolutely. And we actually have that uh, several times this year because, you know, a team like the 49ers and the Rams both are doing well. And so they've got a lot of primetime games. And when these teams host teams from the Eastern time zone, it's actually from a circadian biorhythm uh, issue. It's actually a much bigger deal uh, than, than people think um, in terms of it's more difficult for an East coast team to play a primetime team in the West coast than it is for a West coast team to go to the East coast and play a 1 PM kickoff. So it used to be reversed, but uh, that, that East coast playing West coast is super, super difficult. So example, week four, Philadelphia at San Francisco on a Sunday night, like those are the real difficulty. Uh, those are the real difficult games historically, by the way, a lot of what we're talking about is going to be baked into lines already, but it's little nuggets like that one right there that might not exactly be baked into because people are so concerned about the West coast teams going to the East coast early. Everybody knows about that and that's baked in. It's those reverse ones that might not be baked into the lines. Uh, what about the notion of travel miles? We always hear all these people talking about, oh, this team has the most travel miles. You have a cautionary note about that. Yeah, because um, nowadays, it's probably happened the last couple of years, uh, teams are allowed to request from the schedule makers that if they do have to play a couple of teams in the same location, like whether they're going to the East Coast or whether they're going to the West Coast, that they want to be able to play those games back to back so they don't have to come all the way back across the country. And a number of teams have actually re requested that of the league, and the league has granted it, I think, almost in every single one of the cases. So there's a number of teams, but a couple of examples occur between weeks two and three a team like the Rams comes out east a team like the 49ers comes out east they're playing back-to-back -back opponents in one case they're playing at the same exact stadium they play the Giants and the Jets in back-to-back -back weeks the two teams share a stadium so they're just staying out on the east coast so if you're looking at data and numbers just like looking at travel miles of where teams located where their opponents are and just doing the map on that that's not always going to account for the way that these teams are scheduling their travel Wait, Warren, teams can request that? I've never heard that yes. before. 
That's true. Yep. Teams, it's a hundred percent true. Teams are able to request that now. And the league has wow. is pretty much granting it. And uh, so there's been teams from the East coast that have to go to the West coast and play a couple of teams out there, like including the Seahawks that this season are being allowed to do those in back-to-back weeks and stay out West. So um, it, it's right. definitely a thing that's started to happen. Yeah. All right. Last thing we got 60 seconds here, Warren. Uh, four teams play three straight row games without a bye this year, Arizona, new Orleans, new England, and Washington. Here are your numbers. Tell us the ATS on games one, two, and three of that subset. Well, just so you know, ATS in general, 51% of teams on the road cover the spread here. We've got 56% cover in the first game. But in games two and three, it drops well below the 51%, 44%, and 46%. So what we are noting is that that first game, teams know they got a tough road ahead, three straight road games. Maybe the coach is getting them better mentally prepared. Maybe they're doing good prep heading into that first road game. They do a little bit better in terms of performance. And this is over years and years. This isn't just a couple of years. So there's good data behind this. But when you go to games two and three, that's when it does take a toll prep falls off a little bit. Focus in some cases falls off a little bit. And these teams end up doing worse than average. Yeah. It dips from 56% to 44% and then 46% in weeks two and three of that subset. Warren appreciate it as always, man. Best to you and the family, to your little girl at sharp football. Thank you, Warren so much. Hey, thanks for having me. Gil. Take care. You too. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.